morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock, and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Seagull Network. Lag Baomer over. Today's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be back to our regular music, if you will, the uh, more hip-hop upbeat that we can provide. I mean, some of the acapella does that job, but... I mean, I'm just excited to play my opening song that I usually do, and we'll get to that a little later on. Let me tell you how I started my week. Sunday night, I went to bed, approximately 11.30. I said, you know what? I'm going to get a good night's sleep. It's important to start the week off right, a good night's sleep. It's going to be you know, some early wake-ups with the marathon, which we'll get to uh, shortly, but some early wake-ups with the marathon and... It's important to start the week off with a good night's sleep. I figure 11.30, I'll probably wake up about 7.15 or so. A nice seven and a half, close to eight hours of sleep. Perfect. Go to bed. I wake up, and I live on uh, on the corner of Amsterdam, right by YU. I wake up, and I hear this drilling outside there. And I hear this drilling, and I'm just like, what is going on? I see it's like light outside. I, I, check, my, I check my phone. It says 5.30 in the morning. And I wake up, and I'm just like, what is going on? I look outside, and there's a construction crew smoothing, drilling the street to like some sort of pothole, I guess, smooth, trying to smooth out the street. And I'm, it's 5.30, and I'm like, is, is my clock off? Like, it's light outside? Like, it's 5.30 in the morning. What the heck are these people doing? Forget about what are they doing up at, this, at that hour anyway. They're waking up a whole entire neighborhood out, out there. You got my building. The building across from me, both ends, because I live on a corner. And I, and so I text my my apartment group, and obviously my whole apartment's awake. It, 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 the thing is as loud as could be. I text the building group, and a few people are like, "What is going on?" And it's literally right because I I live my my window of my bedroom is on Amsterdam, and I just literally look down. I'm on the fourth floor. I look down, and the construction crew is out, and I'm so upset that at five thirty in the morning. This construction crew, whoever it is, has the audacity to be doing this stuff at 5.30 in the morning. Like People aren't awake for another hour or two. Easy. And I'm on the early side. There are people probably not waking up till 8.39. I was so, I was literally, I was about to go down downstairs and just yell at them. I was about to call the cops because what the heck are they doing? I, I don't know what the rule is. I, I admittedly don't. I, I've asked a few people. Some people say, like, no, they have to be. I looked online. I think it said 7 a.m. is the earliest or 8 a.m. Some people say 8 a.m. Some people say they can do whatever they want. I was so upset, totally threw off my morning, and I was so excited the night before I was going to start my week off well, and then that thing happens at 5.30 in the morning. So upset. I, I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't. They're still drilling, doing whatever outside. I, I shut the door to my room. I go to the living room, which is right outside my, my room, so it's a little off the window, and I uh, take my blanket, my pillow, and I just... Try to fall asleep. I, I, I'm pretty much half awake, half asleep for the next two hours until I actually have to get up. But wow, I was so. I, I don't know what would have happened. I called the cops. They're like, okay, they come out. They they stop the construction crew. Like I, I don't know how long the work was gonna be. I don't know when they finished because I was in that half awake, half asleep zone, and you don't really know what's flying. But wow. Anyway, I, it's Wednesday. I'm 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 pretty much over it. I don't want to say fully over it. I I can't believe like. 
I'm sure these members of these crew have family have like they understand like what how it's five thirty in the morning. I think from what I heard, it only took twenty or thirty minutes. Like so, do it at nine. Five thirty, you have to do it outside of outside everyone's windows. That people are sleeping. Crazy. Anyway, that's my construction rant. You're kind of used to my sports or weather rants or whatever it is. That's my construction rant for the day. Speaking of sports, my uh, my softball update is my team didn't play again. It rained over Shabbos, so we are 0-2 and 2, and 2 rain out. So we've played one out of the three weeks possible, which is fun. Uh, my NBA update is my basketball team didn't show up. The MVP of the league didn't show up, and uh, we lost in six, and we're out. All right. Happens. I'm also pretty much over it. I, I think it's a lot easier for those that you that follow sports and know what happened in Game 5 and then know what happened in Game 6 to my Houston Rockets. It's easier to lose like you did in Game 6 than in Game 5. They didn't show up. They were embarrassed. Everyone's to blame. One specific person probably to blame more. But listen, carried the team the whole way. I will get over it. I'm sure they will, and they'll move on. But baseball update, huh? Derek Jeter night, you Yankee fans. What happened then? Astros took three of four from some of these, uh, some of our listeners here, I'm sure Yankees fans, took three of four, proving, as they continue to do, that they are the best baseball team in Major League Baseball. I, I gotta, I, listen, they're great, and this is the first time in my lifetime that they are the best team in baseball. I mean, 2005, when they made it to the World Series, I guess they were the best team in the NL, but they are the best team in baseball right now, so I am going to enjoy it while I can. I suffered through years and years of misery, three straight years of being the worst team in baseball, and I was with them. I watched, ask my roommates, ask my friends, ask my family. I, I was watching every game. I was with them, so you bet I'm going to enjoy this one. But it's a long season, so we'll see what happens. Construction, sports, weather. Hey, this is my type of weather, folks. Who's excited? The high expected for today, I mean, yesterday was gorgeous. Yesterday we had mid-70s. The high expected today, I think, is 90. Tomorrow, 90. I'll admit, it's probably going to be hot. I, I will probably be schwitzing, but give me 90 over 40 any day. That we, give me 90 over the mid-40s, early 50s that we had over Shabbos with rain. Give me 90 all day. All This is my type of weather. My type of weather. Listen, guys, uh, if you haven't heard, it's the JM and the AM Marathon this week. I'm going to ask you all to do one simple thing, and and odds are... Odds are you've done this already, and if you haven't, then maybe you're just waiting to do it on Friday, the big day. Go to fjbunity.org. On the website, smack in the middle of the page, you'll see the the button to donate. I want to see y'all donate. Click the donate button, use PayPal, use credit card, donate $1, donate a $1 million. I'll probably donate somewhere in between that. Y'all should too. If it's closer to a million, please. Because doesn't hate, please. But uh, anyone that's enjoying our programming over the last several, several years and now our Nachum Seal Network program, our constant program, go to fjbunity.org, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, and go support. We will actually, I'll be talking with Nachum a little later on today, probably around 1030 or so, is my guess. Um, but sometime to, to go over and talk about the marathon. It's success so far, and then uh, what we have looking forward on Thursday and Friday. Again, fjbunity.org. Check it out. Donate while you can. Okay, so for this show, this is what we got this week. We have 
Joanna Shepson. She, uh, Yomi Yerushalayim is next week, right? We're going to be in Israel. And next week our show is going to be a little different than usual, but you'll have to stay tuned for that. But Yomi Yerushalayim, so Joanna said, you know what, in honor of Yomi Yerushalayim, I'm going to go just walk around and see if I could collect some interesting stories, and she did. So uh, she interviewed Rav Ephraim Hertzberg. That'll come up at about 9.30. And then Tova Knecht, 10 o'clock, she joins the program. She interviewed the founder of JewsNews.co.il. Um, so you won't want to miss that at about 10. Again, Nachum will join at about 10.30. So we're a packed episode this week. And uh, if Jamie and I figure something out for Ford of the Door, that will wrap up this week's show. So here we are, bite size. And what do we start every Wednesday with? It's been a while, but every Wednesday we're back. Mahapecha Shel Simcha on a Wednesday bite size right here on the Nachum Segal Network. Shamati
Yala yala yalili Yala yala yalili yaloile Yala yala yalili Yala yala yalili Oh yala yala yalili Yala yala yalili yaloile Yala yala yalili Tans 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 habibi
Size. That was Ani Israel off of the uh, Gershon Varoba album, actually also called Ani Israel. Thank you for tuning in with us here on a Wednesday. It's about 9.30 a.m. or so, which means it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Rev. Ephraim Hertzberg. So uh, stay tuned right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Seal Network. Thank you, Yoni. As we approach a very special Yom Yerushalayim this year, 50 years since the reunification of the city, I had to think about who I wanted to interview to tell us some stories about Yerushalayim. And it was with, my, with a lot of mazal that I got to meet Rabbi Ephraim Holtzberg and his son Yaakov, who run a place known as the Simcha Hall, which you can see when you're standing at the Kotel Plaza and you look up. It's a beautiful 
hall between Eishat Torah and Kolel Chabad. Um, so welcome, Rabbi Holtzberg. Welcome, welcome. So let's talk a little bit about the, your connection to the old city and when you first came here. Yeah. Fifty years ago, my holy father, Simcha Holzberg, was the Talmud of Rabbi Levin. My father dedicated his life to help wounded soldiers in the bracha of Rabbi Levin, his rebbe. And uh, he sent me to learn in Yeshivat HaKotel exactly 50 years ago. So I was one of the first 10 settlers in the old city and also the first soldier to go to the army from the old city. And uh, my father was a big tzaddik from Ghetto Varsha. He was born in Ghetto Varsha. And as he sent me to Yeshivat HaKotel 50 years ago, it was near the Dangate at that time, and uh, came, suddenly came Yom Kippurim, and as a Holocaust survivor from Bergen-Belsen, he was thinking what will be with all the thousands of holy Jews after the fast. He said to himself, I can't allow that thousands of Jews will be hungry and thirsty after the fast because they have to travel another hour or two hours till they get home. And he, he bought a whole truck of tempo, and he bought uh, also a little big car full of biscuits. And after, immediately after the fast, he gave to all the thousands cold drinks and uh, biscuits. And we, thanks God, we improved it. And it, uh, this year will be the 50, the, the jubilee, will be the jubilee of this mitzvah, Bliainara. It's, it's so special. It's something that I've benefited from with my sons. We've walked to the Kotel on Shavuot, and we've gotten water when we've got here, and it, it's... No, no, but, but I don't want to... We do it only in two times here. Once mm-hmm. in Motseum Kippur, we are the only people that, uh, because we are in, I live in the Rova, I bought like 7,000 personal cakes and hot drinks and cold drinks, mm-hmm. and we did tremendous havdalot for people on Ner Shavat, and it's such a... A mitzvah is such a big schut to give like 7,000 Jews hot drinks, cold drinks, and good fresh cakes. And what's the second time of year that you do it? The second time that we do it in Birkat Kohanim, we bring a truck of water, and uh, people ask me, who's your organization? I said, Ben-Gurion. They said, David? I said, no, Nakdimon. During the second temple was a holy rich man. His name was Nakdimon Ben-Gurion. And he dedicated his life to buy water for the 12 tribes that uh, came to the temple. And there's a huge um, uh, miracle that's written in the Talmud that happened to him that uh, he bought from some rich Arab 12 fountains full of water. And he said, if I don't uh, give it to you back next year, I'll I'll give you like a million dollars in gold coins. A lot of money that time. And in the, in, the, in the last moment, God did a special miracle to him that uh, the, the, uh, suddenly after one year there was no drop of water. There was such a strong grain in the last moment, and all the 12 dry fountains became full of water. It's mentioned. So I asked God, this year uh, the, the, it was so cold. I said, I said, God, help me. I cannot drink a truck of mineral water. Just move a little bit the clouds and show the sun. It will be hot. And God listened to me, and, and 
And it's true, this, this year, yeah. year for Birkat Kohanim, we thought... we gave 20,000 cups of mineral <laughs> water and Jews enjoyed till the last cup. Fantastic. Yeah, we thought there was going to be a storm this year and it never yeah, came. Yeah, because of me. Fantastic. <laughs> now I know why. I have to be blamed for the sunshine. <laughs> and you also have something really new and special that connects people in Chutzlaretz to the Kotel. Can you tell me a little bit about your Kotel camera? Yeah, yeah. We have... Uh, my son, uh, Jacob Israel, he did a fantastic idea how to make the Kotel close to the whole world. So we did a special camera that uh, can show the, the Kotel in a very good uh, angle and a good, uh, the camera is very... It's, it's an incredible um, quality, the, the picture. And you can go and, and see the camera on simchahal.com. And there are a lot of times during the year that I think I would recommend that people come on and see it, especially as we're coming up to Yom Yerushalayim. Tell us a little bit about the flag dancing and the flag parade. So I said the flag dancing, you know, in Tehillim there are 100, 150 chapters, but for me the most important chapter is chapter 100, which is Mizmor Letoda. Now all the flag parade is Mizmor Letoda. We thank God that gave us, after 2,000 years, the, the most beautiful matana present to give us the right to, to go back to the Kotel Maravi and soon to Bet HaMikdash, Shibane Bimera. And we thank God very much. We missed it so much. And uh, it's so impressive to see like 100,000 boys and girls dancing and praising God for, for bring, give it, giving us back Yerushalayim. And also in Slichot, it's amazing. In the last Slichot, they come to the Kotel also more than 100,000 Jews, sometimes 150,000 Jews. It's five times more than the capacity of the Kotel Square. And they come to it so... I'm, I'm Listening to them sing Adonai Selichot. I'm, so, I'm crying so much. I yeah. myself, I'm not a woman. I have a heart <laughs> of a woman. But I cry when I see Adonai Selichot. The Sephardic speaks so nice with God. They said, Adonai Selichot, Chatanu Lefanecha, Rachem they say it's so nice, so naive, and God is listening, God is forgiving, and he loves them. And to see all the crowds, like, like bees in a caveret, 150 Jews coming, ask for Hashem, slicha before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It must also be very special to see the soldiers when they have a swearing yeah, it's in. also to see the soldiers, and it's so important because our army, in, in, when you compare to other armies, they, they think they are strong, but we... When we make all the, the ceremony of the army, they show that we will receive our power from God, the Almighty God. It's not our power, this is His power. And also in Tikkun Chatzot at midnight, it's so nice to see how all, all the hidden tzaddikim come, sit on the ground, and they cry, why, why all the Am Israel is not in Israel, why millions of Jews are still in New York and Brooklyn in America and not here. And they cry for the Galut Ashkina and they want the God to give the, the good days that he promised by all the Nevi'im. It's really beautiful. Now, you know, for people who haven't been, haven't met you yet, now people will understand how the Holzbergs have played an important role in the old city, not only by running this beautiful Simcha Hall, where you can do a bar mitzvah and a brit, and you told me actually a story about a, a woman who had her wedding here. Yeah, about uh, 15 years ago came uh, American woman, very slim, and the minute she opened the door, she started crying. So I said, lady, why are you crying? I didn't peel onion here already 10 years. She said, don't you remember me? I said, no, I don't remember you. I hardly remember my wife. <laughs> what, what do you want? She said, I, I was the first Kale here. This was my Ichud room exactly 14 years ago, and now 
I want to make my boys bar mitzvah in the same place. I said, oh, now I remember. <laughs> it's beautiful. So you and see people coming back. And uh, she, she did the ceremony of the bar mitzvah, but instead to go on gage with her boy, she hold the pictures of herself as a kale, <laughs> you know, typical American emotional mother, Yiddish mama. And it was the second generation. I mean, the mother was a kale here, and then the boy became a bar mitzvah. So beautiful. we enjoy to see generations of happy... Happy Jews coming back and back to celebrate. And also, this is a kind of Mizmor Toda, chapter 100, to, say, to tell God, thank you for giving me a husband, giving me a boy, and giving me, of course, Jerusalem. Fantastic. Really beautiful. So next time you come to visit the old city, make sure you walk up the steps when you're... It's Rehov HaKotel Maravi. So basically, if you're facing the Kotel, it's behind, directly behind you. You can walk up the steps on either side and get to it. Um, if you want to reach the Simcha Hall, you can send an email to Simcha Hall, S-I-M-C-H-A-H-A-L-L, at funinjerusalem.com. And um, thank you so much, Rabbi Ephraim. It was such a pleasure to meet you, and it's really added a level to, for me, I know, for the stories of, about Yerushalayim. It's going to make Yom Yerushalayim so much more special. Thank you. Next time, the story about the mikveh. He also built mikvahs in the old city, so it's very special. Thank you so much, and now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Rabbi Ephraim Hertzberg. Again, Yom Yerushalayim is coming up. The summer is coming up. There's no better time right now than to contact Joanna Joanna at funinjerusalem.com. Check out funinjerusalem.com in general. If you're coming traveling to Israel, whether it be for Shavuos, Yom Yerushalayim, the summer, contact her. She will give you all the information you need. She could set you up with different tours, different activities. Funinjerusalem.com. Check it out. You will not regret it. You just won't because she will hook you up, and I promise you, you will have a great time. Plenty more coming up on Bite Size, 10 o'clock, Tova Knacht, about 10.30, Nachum Siegel. But for now... Let's kick it over back to some music. Ivri Anochi, Benny Friedman's new selection right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. בכל מקום ובכל ארץ לא רוצה שיהיה אחרת יהודי אני זה משהו נצחי בני אברהם, יצחק ויעקב בני ישראל יבכר החל Yeah, I go. Hey. 
the world make over. Mashiach will come take over. You ain't gotta be me or see what I see. All you gotta do is take a look forward. Lift up your eye to the sky. Spread out your hands. Say thank you. Smile. Get them up. Put them up. Leave them up. Ha ha. Yep, yep. Pump up the value every day. Stand in place. Heart racing. No words to say. Pressure building. Trying to hold my face. Mind drifting like not today. Wake up from everything. Break out your shell and scream. Ha shim. You're the king. Ha shim. You're the king. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'em. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem
I lay under the moon And thank God I'm breathing And I pray don't take me soon Cause I am here for a reason Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know someday it'll all turn around Because all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say That we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war And our children will play One day, one day, one day Souls of the innocent, blood transparent, keep on moving though the water's raging. In this maze, you can lose your way, your way. It might drive you crazy, but don't let it face you. No way, no way. Sometimes in my tears I drown, I drown, but I never let it get me down. Get me down. So when negativity surrounds. Gedeu la mer, ich schoi no, oh, 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 oh,
Mitzvah, as we are on the top of the hour here on Bite Size on the Nachum Seal Network. I tell you, I really like that we're back to this regular music. Some of my favorite jams this week, and I hope y'all are enjoying it. Here we are with Tova Connect's interview with Eliakim Cohen. He is the founder of JewsNews.co.il, a great story. So without further ado, here's Tova with Eliakim right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Seal Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in the beautiful Inval Hotel in Jerusalem, with none other than the founder of Jews News, Eliakim Cohen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tova. So before we hear all about what Jews News is, let's find out who you are. Where are you from? I'm a proud Bostonian. Ah, from Boston. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Boston, and then I went to college at the University of Georgia. Uh Uh-huh. And lived in Atlanta, you know, after college. We had a family business selling baby furniture. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, 2008... Uh, I became Baal so I basically decided I was going to, you know, start keeping Shabbat and kosher and... Change your and, life. Yeah, and the whole nine yards, and then moved what? up to New York to go to Yeshiva at Horst Mav 
Yeah, so that I uh, decided 2010 in February just to go to Israel on a one-way ticket. Wow. And uh, I haven't left since. Well, I mean, I've left to go back to visit family. To but, visit. Uh, but yeah. um, so you made Aliyah. I made Aliyah. I Wait. actually made Aliyah from Hebron. Within the first three weeks of being here, I spent the Shabbat with my uh, cousin in Hebron, my mom's first cousin. And his uh, wife asked me what I was you know, planning on doing. With your life. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'll stay in Israel a few months and, you know, and then go you. back to America. Yeah. And she said, don't you do online Kiruv and pro-Israel stuff? I said, yeah. She said, well, don't you think it's a little hypocritical to... To leave? To do that from not Israel? Right. And boom. I mean, I spent my whole life trying to logically introduce people to Judaism and to, you know... Israel's correct and true side of the, what of the you, story. You already had a strong connection to Israel? Yeah, but well, my family's always been extremely connected to Israel. So, uh-huh. uh, and, and very proud to be Jewish, you know, we're a traditional family. Okay. So, you know, easing into religious life and then easing into Israel was actually very natural uh-huh. for me. I'm very, uh, if I put my mind to something, I'm determined. Yeah. There's only very few things that I'm actually interested okay. in life, but whatever it is, I, you know, I go you all put, out. Yeah. So... This was about as all out as you can go. <laughs> so when you had been younger, had you visited Israel as a child, or this was your first experience actually living Yeah, so we came for my sister's bat mitzvah in 1999 uh-huh. up on Masada. Wow. And I don't remember so much from the the trip, but there were a few moments that, that, that really speak. I mean, yeah. most importantly, Masada. I mean, I, I vividly remember standing at the edge of, of uh, the, the walls, yeah. overlooking the Dead Sea and the desert, and thinking, my God, I mean, this is... Jews have been looking at this same exact view for thousands of years. For thousands of years. I mean, you can like literally just see where the Romans yeah. came out. It had a big impact. It really stuck with me. So wow. um, even now, the Dead Sea is, is like where I feel closest, closely connected to Israel. Okay, so you went from having a few, I guess, followers online with your right. Kirov to yeah. now you have over a million and a half followers. Yeah, we on have one point, I think, five, eight million uh, followers on Jews News. On Jews News. So yeah. what is Jews News? So we're basically an aggregator. We take, um, uh, you know, p- snippets of articles from all over the world. Okay. And, you know, link back to the original article to give them credit. Uh, the credit. Okay. And they love it because they get free traffic. And I like it because, you know, I don't have the time to write. Your own article. Yeah, we do, right. an, we do an, a post every 20 minutes during the day. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Since I liked your page, my, <laughs> my newsfeed has been filling yeah. up. Our goal is to news. inundate people's walls with... With the truth, so it's you know it's it's not just Jewish stuff. It's it's so conservative truth, news. Right. So when you say truth, what's your truth? The truth is, look, the media in the world is about as unreliable as, as you can get now. Right. I mean, we've seen this throughout the Trump election with Brexit. I mean, their predictions are wrong. Their stories are terrible, and and most importantly, they they continue to dump on Israel. I mean, it's... it's they lie. It's the, the, well, it's lies, and it's, it's basically the sanitized anti-Semitism. You yeah. know, people now can can slander Israel and, and get say, oh, but but I, I don't mind the Jews. I just don't like Israel. I just don't like Zionists. And I started this after the Turkish flotilla okay. um, in 2010, I believe it was. And just the, the way the media reported such a, a blatant uh, story that they slandered Israel and saying, you know, we murdered nine activists. Well, they were terrorists. We have pictures and videos of them with guns and knives and yes, exactly. saying they're going to yeah. kill Jews. So, I mean, it's, it's like, 
if, if you're going to just disregard blatant fact, then other people have to step up. And So qualify um, for you for taking that action to step up. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't back down from any story. I, I say exactly what I want. I mean, that's a good thing about owning your own whatever. Um, and if people like it, they follow you. If they don't, yeah, they don't. I told people. People email me and say, "Oh, it's too right wing for me." I'm like, "Well, I'm right wing." You know, if you want something not right wing, <laughs> then go to a left. Yeah, go to a go to go, something else. Right. I mean, I, you know, there is a truth out there, and it it needs to be told. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's not nice. Sometimes you're you're hitting on topics that that are scary or whatever. But does that, does that mean we should, we should hide Pretend them? that it doesn't happen? I mean, in the 30s, if Jews were like, oh, let's not talk about what's going on in Europe, I mean, yeah, you know, people need to be educated. And, and there's such a big gap now between uh, Israel and American, most of Americans' opinions on Israel. I mean, they're basically now voting for candidates that, that, that hate us. Right. I mean, that's, that's what it's, it's come to. So people out there, that, you know, that have pages like us and it's it's important to to, yeah, to proudly say our side of the story and not be embarrassed about it not be shy you know right. the left has basically taken the narrative of peace and and what needs to be done for a solution and it's you know it's time for right-wing people to step up and you know and have our story told and have our side heard and you know wow. without being embarrassed so can you think of one story in particular that uh, has really blown up, that has gone so viral? Anything that... Uh, you know, during the Gaza War, we um, we increased our page by 250,000 people within like three months. Wow. So it was just, you know, the nonstop breaking news. It uh, felt really good to be reporting on that, you know. Um, Having a little part of it. Yeah, yeah and, I, and, you know, everyone's news does well. So, Yakim, how does uh, Boston compare to living in Israel, in Jerusalem specifically? So, I grew up outside of Boston, and, uh, you know, there's a midrash that says there's three things you have a, an unexplained attachment to, even though seemingly they're pretty explainable. And one is your hometown. So, I have this huge part of my heart that, that is still in very into Boston, but it, there's, there's no comparison. I mean, there, there, was a ta- there was a home in my town from 1630, I believe. Uh-huh. And people would drive by, like, oh, my God, 1630. 1630 is modern history here. Right. I mean, we're literally walking on Ancient civilization time. after civilization. So yeah. um, I, I try to make sure that uh, that every day I, I remember how special it is to be here. So whether it's, you know, davening at, a, at the kolel that my great-great-grandfather started wow. uh, in Meisharm, Chibas Yushalayim. Your great-great-great. My great-great-grandfather, yeah. Wow. Um, he, has, he has a road named after him. From There's one paved road from Miranda's spot, or at least there was. What's his name? Uh, Yisrael Kanningsburg, Elder Shalom. Wow. Um, so you have roots in Israel. Pacific. Yeah, I mean, my great-grandparents, I mean, sorry, my, my, yeah, my great-grandparents moved here right after the Six-Day War. I mean, they were in their 70s. Fantastic. So um, it's nice to visit my mom's family and to, and to, just to try and feel that specialness every day. You know, the other day I'm walking... Uh, down the street, and there were these really adorable kids. It was like a boy and two girls walking down the street. Uh-huh. Uh, no keep on. They didn't look yeah. religious, but they just Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. I mean, it's it's, it's things Israel. like that that you, you know, that, that that's special. It warms your heart. So I try to to focus on that every day, so that it doesn't become stale living here. So it doesn't just become living in another city. Right. You know, you have to keep your eyes open and exactly see everything happening around you. Right. Um. 
can you think of a very special life lesson that you can impart to everybody? You seem like somebody that has, obviously, a lot of life experiences. You've gone through a lot in your own personal life. Yeah. And uh, you seem like somebody that could impart something important to people. Um, is Basically, I try to tell people to, A, stick to your convictions, and don't be afraid to, to say them and to fight for them and to basically to live for them. I mean... My convictions are Judaism, Israel, uh, family, the things that matter to me. So, yeah. and I mean, my motto on my on my personal pages for for political orientation is yeah. take a right and keep walking until you you know go all the way to the end. So, so you're right all the way. And I'm proud of it. You know, that's I think that's a, a component missing in the right wing now is that we're thought of as heartless and we don't want peace and all these things. And it's not true. No. You know, it's 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 sad that it's it's come to that. And there's a lot of people out there fighting to change that. So. Wow. Well, Kolokabud for being one of them. Oh, can you, uh, for all the Jews that are living outside of Israel, oh. can you give them any advice? My advice is, um, I mean, it's a mitzvah to live in Israel. That's that's number one. Anyone that claims that they need to wait till Mashiach comes or whatever, that is utter garbage. You can read Aim Habanim Smicha. I actually summarized the entire book uh-huh. into 70 uh, proofs of why you need to be here from the Torah, from the Talmud, from the whatever. Um, it, it, it's also, it's home. I mean, when, when my dad was here, um, we were walking on the street, we mm-hmm. were buying a talus uh, for Birkat Tukonim, and my dad just looked around and he goes, this is really special. There was like, you know, a couple of Sephardi Jews that walked by, there were some soldiers, there was it's it's nice being with your people. Yes. I mean, it's special. So, to those living, you know, in in America and in Europe, especially, it's not your home. I mean, you you might have a house there. Yeah. But it's not your home. Israel's home, and you hear from so many people that come here, but then they leave. And and so my advice, especially, is if you're at a point in your life where you can get here, get here. Okay. You know, like a lot of young people that come on birthright. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to make Ali after college. And then they meet a girl, they meet a guy, or they get a good job, and then it just sort of slips away. Right. You know? So my advice is, even if you're not moving here, know how important Israel is. Israel is our home. It's our connection. It's a part of us. I mean, there's, you hear HaTikvah. It, it does something to your, to your soul. It doesn't matter how religious you are. This isn't just a country for religious Jews. This is a country for Jews, and the Jews need to be here. Um, can you think of one... Thing in Israel that you've done that is extra exciting? Um, well, other than playing golf at uh, <laughs> Kasari, because I'm a huge golfer. That was um, exciting. One thing, it was, it was two things, actually. I, I, I'm a Cohen, so I can't go into the cemetery, so my, my great-grandparents are buried in, um, in Mount of Olives. Okay. And uh, she's, she's, she was about Cohen, so she's buried right next to the road. So I went with my cousin, uh, my second cousin, my grandfather is, and yeah. his grandfather were brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we davened at that cemetery. That, you know, that was, I davened on the outside next to the wall. He went inside. So that was special to, to see that we have roots here. Right. You know, not just all our ancestors. Like, to actually know that my ancestors, you know, are here. And um, that was special. I mean, honestly, just walking to the hotel, walking on Shabbat, just seeing Yushalayim, totally quiet. There's... There's like so many different moments and things that are special, but I think just like reconnecting and, and with my mom's um, side of the family is, that's here is, is beautiful, is special. And you know, 
knowing that my cousin's in Shayata 13 and, and, you know, all these all these different amazing things. You feel, you, know, part, you feel part of the country. Yeah, you know, people hearing people's army stories. It's not it's not like one thing I don't think that's that stuck out other than maybe when I actually made uh, Aliyah. Aliyah. You know, there's a there's the army band playing uh-huh. and you get off the plane and you know, when you get that Israeli uh, ID card, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And actually, you know, another good moment is when I was actually on the plane. Uh-huh. Over here, uh, they have the Misrata Panim uh, like agents on the yeah, plane, yeah. and I said to them, "Look, I I want to change my name. I, I don't want to go by my English name anymore. I want I want to go by my Hebrew name, Eliakim Rafael Cohen." Uh-huh. And she said, "Sure." She types it into a computer, and boom, we get off the plane, and within like a day, I have my I have a new name. I have my new name. I mean, it was like it was it was a, it was a new life. It was a new world. It was. It, it was amazing, you know, it just like sort of encapsulated Israel in a nutshell. Can you think of one place in Israel that you could call your happy place? So, I lived in Shiloh for three and a half years, uh-huh. and I I basically, the cousin who I was living with in, in Hebron, uh-huh. uh, where I was when I made Aliyah, he has a house in Shiloh. So, I was living in the basement apartment, and he said, you know, you can stay as long as you want. I was planning on staying there maybe a month or two, and then figuring out what I was going to do. And the people there were, were just as special as, as I've ever seen. I mean, my parents have now connected with uh, the families there. They're still in touch. Um, there's like five or six families that I consider basically adopted aunts and uncles, and they yeah. consider me part of the family. So that's, anytime I go to Shiloh, I, and I don't go enough, it's it's definitely my, my happy place. And also, I mean, to be honest, being on the golf course. I mean... Uh, Where is there a golf course? There's in? a golf course in Casaria. Oh. And, um, yeah, so I, I play golf there when I can. And, you know, when I made Aliyah, I had my golf clubs with me. Uh-huh. So all the guys, were, you know, when we're, they put all the luggage in one room, I could see everyone walking by going, oh, my God, who, who brought their golf clubs? <laughs> like, my, my wife wouldn't even let me take this or take that. And, and yeah. I was like, you know, Baruch Hashem, there's golf here. So. Yeah. Um, and, and the Dead yeah. Sea, too. The Dead Sea is still, because it's, you know, it's my connection to... To who I was before, like when right. I came in 1999, I wasn't religious, right. and the Dead Sea had such an impact on me. You know, so when every time I go there, it's it's special. Wow. So, well, it was really such a pleasure to hear your story. Yeah, share it thank with, you. I was like everybody. telling it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, and um, just continue success with your own personal life, and also with Jews News to keep spreading the the truth. Thanks, Israel. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Eliakim Cohen, again of jewsnews.co.il. You definitely want to check out that website for, uh, you know, he exposes the truth all around the world. Some interesting stuff on there. And again, for Tova, tovanisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook. As I said last week, I'll say it again this week. Tova in Israel is, is, is a Facebook page you, you are going to want to, first of all, you're going to want to like it. And you're going to be monitoring it, my guess, is over the next week. Yom Yerushalayim coming up. She has some great pictures from Yom Atzma'ut. A picture that went viral a few weeks ago of a uh, soldier and his niece, I believe. She's got great stuff. And with Yom Yerushalayim coming up, I, I, she is going to bring it. She's going to have a lot of great stuff around that time. Shavuos in Israel over the summer. I'm sure there's going to be some fantastic pictures. So follow her. Tova in Israel on Facebook. Tova in Israel.com. And you will not regret it. More coming up on on I was, more coming up on bite size ah what should we play here so many different so many new let's go with et recode hey again one of my uh, favorite wedding selections and this one in honor of my friend 
Barry Muller, a hometown friend, actually, for a long, long time. Good friend of mine getting married this Sunday. So mazel tov to him. And every code goes out to you. So every code right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Single Network. <laughs> Let's go.
Bytes here on the Nachum Seal Network, and I have with me here now uh, one of the people, actually, pretty much the founder, the president of the Nachum Seal Network itself, and that is Nachum Seal. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Yoni. Nice to be here on Bite Size. I'd like to uh, give you a compliment on what you do each and every week. Oh, thank you. With all the uh, doesn't inno- happen often here. <laughs> you don't get a lot of compliments. I don't here? know why not. 
That's funny you say that. I think we're known as a as a network that often uh, issues compliments. A complimentary network. Maybe you're just extra sensitive. That could very well be. I've been told that. I feel bad. I'm not go out of my way now. The comment yesterday when when you were uh, a tremendous help to uh, to me and to the network uh, with a variety of projects. I thought I really issued a lot of compliments <laughs> that, that day. You yeah, did. It like, was probably a lot of big thank yous and compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I did appreciate it. So um, plenty more. Let me know. Yeah, believe you me. Uh, as soon as they're deserved, or as often as they're deserved, you will be getting them. Uh, anyway, so you're doing a great job on bite size combination of the interviews and your own programming. And um, now it's time for me to help you. Uh, remind everybody about what's going on this week at the Nahum Siegel Network. Are you aware of what's going on this week at the Nahum Siegel Network? So, so here's the truth. I've been at the network now for about, what is it, a year and a half? Already. Is it that long? So, so I've been Woo! through, <laughs> right? I don't know wow. how it lasted. So I've been here now a, a year and a half, and, and last year, a little earlier in the year, we had one of these uh, marathon, the jam and a marathon, right. and that's going on this week. Now, right. now, I've probably brought in a ton of different listeners. You know, people are like, oh, Yoni's at the Nahum Siegel Network. Now I have to listen. So there are probably a lot of listeners here that right. aren't familiar with this marathon. Right. Now, I'm only familiar for a, a ton, you're saying. About yeah, yeah, yeah. A, about, a ton. about a ton, right? Okay. give or take one or two. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously now a lot of my friends are, are familiar with some of the Siegel children. So they're somewhat familiar with Jam and the AM, right. and, the AM and the Marathon. But maybe you could lend a little more insight to those that are not familiar. All right. Well, basically, for, for a very, very long time, Way before the, the era of Yoni Pollock. Okay. So, <laughs> for, yeah, a long time. For, for a very long time. Since the early 80s. Before I was born. Oh, way before you were when born. When you said before the era, not even talking about my, my, my term here. You're talking about before I was right. born. Majority of the people in your family were born. Correct. Uh, the early 80s, uh, we started this tradition where the uh, not-for-profit that, uh, that uh, funds JM and the AM, uh, in that uh, case, WFMU Radio, uh, would have an annual fundraiser. We would help the radio station raise money and, of course, would keep us going for another year. And that tradition went on for 34 years, all the way until 2016. At some point during 2016, as you know, uh, there was a, uh, a an amicable breakup between WFMU Radio and JM and the AM, and hence a breakup between WFMU and the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, we are now carrying on the mantle of uh, asking uh, and... and um, and to a degree expecting our listeners uh, to keep us going with contributions and with support the same way they did when we were at WFMU. Um, so now all people have to do in order to support us and in order to keep us going is go to a website that we call uh, fjbunity.org, Foundation, of Ju- Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. They go to fjbunity.org, and they uh, can contribute over they wish. Uh, small amount, large amount, everything is welcome and much appreciated. And you, as you indicated earlier, have a ton of... Of listeners who are tuned in weekly right. to Bite Size, I would hope that they would participate. Should they mention Bite yes. Yoni Pollock from Bite Size? Oh, a hundred percent. They should send me here. They should yes, a hundred percent. They should mention that Yoni Pollock sent them, and they should also mention what their favorite part of Bite Size is. Ooh, for, wow. for some, it'll be when the show starts. For others, it'll right. be when the show ends. You know, they, <laughs> they should mention what their favorite part. There are a lot of, of characters <laughs> that you could put in. So just write a whole essay. 100%. I'll read it. Oh yes, and believe you me, we'll read it. Um, I'll take that and I'll make it part of our JMDM broadcast. Now, I've heard that Pat and Vanna will be making a donation. I would hope so. Yeah, I don't because know Because as big. well as Yoni Pollock has done with Wheel of Fortune, I'm told they make even more than you did. Yeah. That's what I'm told. A little bit more. And and did you use the opportunity to educate them about the network when you saw them at Wheel oh, of Fortune? Business cards, pamphlets, yeah, the and they, and they expressed... I went on their phone and downloaded the app. Did you say, uh, I work for N 
space N, and they were able to fill in the, the S. Is that, is that how it worked? Very good. Very you good. like that, huh? That was good. Oh, I assume Pat and Van are good at their own game. You know, after all, it's America's game. It is America's Ooh, game. Ooh, can I tell you what happened this week when I happened to stumble upon the Monday Night Jeopardy? Can I tell you what happened Monday night? Not Wheel of Fortune. I'm trying to think if I stumbled Monday night Jeopardy. Can I I tell you what happened? Okay, yeah, please. There was a gentleman who was in the the red. He was in the red at the beginning of the second round. Okay. And he was doing very poorly. I mean, he was maybe at $1,000. The the two women he was playing against were in the 12th. Was it Teacher's Week? Yes. Okay, it's still Teacher's Week. $12,000. All of a sudden, geography and American history are the two categories. This guy flies through them all. Swept them both? He, I don't know if he swept both completely, right. but he flies through both. Does a, He has $6,000, does a natural daily double. Right. A, real, a, true, a, true, daily a double. true daily right. double. So he ends up at 12, and he climbs more and more. Ends up in first place. Pulitzer Prize is the final Jeopardy question, and he nails it, and he ends up winning the game. It was did he bet it all? He did not bet it all, okay. no. But I never saw – he bet wow. 10000 out of 17. I never saw somebody come back from – being so far down the second in all these half game of the shows, show. I mean, if you remember Wheel of Fortune, Pat was like, "Listen, you were terrible, like terrible." I mean, the the the, the wheel got right. me and everything, and he's like, "Look at that!" All of a sudden, all in like a... four minutes of real life time. Oh, that's right. You're also a comeback kid when right. it comes to there game shows. How do you oh like that? Anyway, so on the subject of contributing money that people have won on game shows, whether you've been a game show winner or not, we ask that you go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. And to give as generously as possible. Yeah. Uh, if you head to the page, there's a big donate button <laughs> oh, right yeah. in the middle of the page. Can't Click miss it. it right? Anywhere from, what, a dollar to a million or so we'll take? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I think we'd even go over a million if somebody You'd wanted go, to. But, okay. But if, that, if you want to sure make that, if you want to cap it at a million, that's fine, fine with me. That. Yeah, it's fine okay. with me. Great. Uh, plans for next week. Are you excited about Jerusalem? <sighs> I'm excited about not a lot of sleep. I actually really am. Like, yeah. I, I actually you don't enjoy running off that. Come kind on. Of... You don't need sleep. Exactly. And you're going to be in one of the most luxurious uh, locations in Jerusalem. It really, be... I'm re- it's going to be a great yeah. location. It's literally yeah. right in the heart of pretty much anywhere I want to be. You have a wonderful hotel and great accommodations and a phenomenal boss who takes good care of you. What more could you ask for? It's going to be, I'm going from like a wedding straight to Israel, back home to another wedding. It's it's going to be a wild and you do s- And you do sleep well on planes. I do sleep well on planes. So with all those flights you have, uh, you'll do all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. All right, I thank you very much. Well, thank you for coming on my show. Yeah, And the Bite Size audience should take uh, take the time now. I want the bite-sized audience to lead the uh, the amount. Like I want them to donate the most. All right. You want you want to could you, make that happen? You want to start them off. <laughs> I want bite-sized to be responsible for the majority of the donation. Wow. To FJP, I think that'd be cool. That would that very cool. That would that's maybe quite, I'll get like a gold medal for that or a trophy. It's quite an expedition. Well, you'll certainly get a compliment. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Listen, if they if they come through, that compliment this. will be heading in your direction. I can I'll tell you that much. Good. Well, Nachum, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, plenty more coming up here on Bite Size on the Nachum Single Network.
Chevras Lacha, as we are about to wrap up a bite size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. But before we go, we have to. We have to end every show with four to the door. Here's how it works. I ask our assistant programming director and social media coordinator, Jamie Turkel, to join me on or off air. I let her decide. She often decides to stay off air. And I ask her, give me your favorite four blank, right? Four to the door. Four is in our favorite four to the door. Door is like you're leaving, you're ending the show. Four to the door, that's the name of the segment as we wrap up each and every show. And Jamie Turkel gives us our favorite four blank. And then I give my favorite four blank. And uh, our fans, our listeners, they kind of decide on the app. They send me an email, yonianachlamsteel.com. Whether it be regarding the four to the door or anything in general, they send me an email letting me know who either won this week or you know what they would have done, etc. But this week's Ford at the Door, as you know, the Nachum Seal Network is heading to Israel next week for Yom Yerushalayim, doing several shows from several different places. It's going to be a great time. I will be there and uh, looking forward to it. So we decided we decided that we would do our favorite four kind of foods that we get in Israel. Now, we've done favorite four locations in Israel, favorite four restaurants in Israel. This is specific foods that you really... Either you much prefer it in Israel over America, or you only get it in Israel, whatever it is. It's really specific to Israel. So Jamie Turkel gave me her list. I have my list. I'm going to go read her list four to one, and then my list four to one as usual. Again, Yoni and for any comments, questions, suggestions regarding the show, Bite Size, or four to the jo- door, excuse me, in general. So here we go with Jamie Turkel's number four on top four favorite foods specific to Israel. Number four is spices. Not specifically a food, but it helps make food. Spice is a great choice. I know people are very into their spices. Does not make my list, but certainly a fair choice on Jamie's list. Number three on Jamie's list, dried fruit. Again, totally fair. I hear it. I know people love their dried fruit, not me. But dried fruit, totally fair. Number two on Jamie's list, candy. Great. Jamie, so far, great list. Spices, th- four. Dried fruit, three. Candy, number two. And number one on Jamie's list, shawarma. I, re- I really, it's an excellent list. Granted, none of these make it on my list, but it's an excellent list. Really. I hear the shawarma. I love shawarma. In Israel, it's fantastic. Candy's great. Dried fruit, great. Spices. Again, I'm not so into it yet, but I hear it. Like, I hear it. Great list, Jamie. I, I applaud you. Maybe your best list of the year. So, uh, if you don't mind, I will applause for her. Jamie, give yourself a pat on the back. Pat on the back. Excellent. Really. Fantastic. Again, so four to one on Jamie's list with spices and dried fruit, candy, and shawarma rounding out at number one. Here we go with Yoni Pollock, myself. Top four to the door. Top four Israeli-specific foods. Number four on my list is marzipan. Now, it would have been higher, but marzipan is now available in America. That's right, at Gourmet Glot. I know it's been there. I know Naomi Marzipan is one of the sponsors for Table for Two. It's available in America. It's fantastic in America. It's fantastic in Israel. When I'm in Israel, I try to make sure to make a specific stop to marzipan because it's so gooey right out of the oven or whatever they put it in. I don't even know those machines. Fantastic. Number three on my list is falafel. Now, I, I like falafel in general, and that's also why shawarma didn't make my list because I happen to live one of, next to one of the most fantastic restaurants in New York City and the world in general, and that is Golan Heights, located on 186th and Amsterdam, in between 186th and 187th. It is an approximate, if I left my apartment, it would probably take me less than two minutes to get to the front door. And yes, my apartment location was determined based on Golan. Okay, I will neither conform nor deny that, but I mean, 
it, it worked out very nicely. And Golan has an excellent falafel, at least by uh, by reputation. I honestly have never ordered a falafel there because they have ridiculously amazing things, and, and falafel is not my number one on choice. I'd rather get a sesame chicken. I'd rather get Zadie's. I'd rather get uh, teriyaki. I'd rather get shawarma. And one of the things going on, Jamie's number one of the most amazing things about Golan is they have so many excellent things, and people have their favorites. And I talk. This is a common Shabbos table discussion. What is the most ordered thing at Golan, or what do you more order most? I probably the most ordered thing for me is sesame chicken. But geez, we should do a four of the door just Golan style. Hey, but uh, what what is probably the most underrated thing there, and maybe what might might be actually the most popular order, so may not be the most underrated thing, but to me, is their swarma lava. And I remember, I think the last time I went to Golan, I was just like, I was just like, I need to get their swarma lava. It just, it, look at the swarma. It looks excellent. How am I not get like, and I got it. It's fantastic. So that's why it doesn't make my list, because swarma is excellent at Golan. I'm, it's probably even better in Israel, and I've had great swarmas in Israel, but Golan does compare. But falafel, on the other hand, is something I will not get at Golan because there's so many amazing things at Golan. But I'll go to the to the shuk and get a falafel. I mean, that falafel is excellent in Israel. So I always have to get my little 10 check falafel. It's like three bucks. I mean, I'll splurge, get myself a falafel. It's excellent. So tasty. So many flavors. And it's number three on my list. Number two on my list. And something I'm just realizing, the theme kind of to my list, is that these are all things that could be found in the Shook, right? Marzipan, falafel, there's some great falafel places. Number two on my list, and I always go to the Shook to get it, Kabukim. These beer nuts, they're kind of, uh, if you're familiar with it, I think it's, is it a peanut in the middle? With sort of like beer battering around on the uh, side. It's like kind of like a ball shape, battered, and then like a peanut in the middle. Excellent. I'll bring home a kilo or two for my roommates. It's so flipping good. I could eat solidly a half a kilo to kilo at a sitting. If I'm not paying attention, just crunch, crunch. So, so good. Kabukim, number two on my list. And number one on my list, whenever I'm in Israel, this is by far my most popular order. Whenever I pass a place that has this, I order one. I could be full. I could be starving. Not starving, just very hungry. I will always, always, if I see it, five check, count me in, sign me up. Number one on my list is iced coffee. Now, you can walk into a Dunkin' Donuts here in America or somewhere else, and an iced coffee is simply just coffee and ice. Not in Israel. You get an iced coffee and iced cafe. We're talking about the uh, slushy. Right? And you're going to tell me now, oh, you could get a culotta, you could get a uh, this or that, or some sort of like coffee smoothie. What? No, it's not the same. Israeli iced coffee wins day in and day out to every single possible beverage America has to offer. Hands down. No doubt, iced coffee is by far my favorite beverage in the world, and you could only get it in one place and one place only, Israel. And with that, that iced coffee rounds out my top four, the door top four specific Israeli foods. Again, that was marzipan, then falafel, kabukim, and ice coffee. Whew. All right, only a few minutes left of the show. Let me remind you a few things. Number one, fjbunity.org. Nachum just joined us earlier. FJ, he told you about the importance of donating. fjbunity.org. Go online. Big donate button in the middle of the page. Click it. Donate again. I, I I prefer you donate somewhere between a dollar and a million dollars. If you want to go over a million dollars, please go ahead. Uh, just say Yoni recommended you. That would, <laughs> would go a long way here for me. 
But uh, anywhere between a dollar and a million dollars, we'll take it. FJBUnity.org. Press the donate button and support the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting and everything that the Nachum Segal Network and JM and the AM has been doing for you for many, many years, even before I was alive. There's a hint to my age. But yeah, we're wrapping up a show. Thank you. I have to thank all of you for spending the last two hours here with me on the Nachum Segal Network. Here we go, Jamie. A reminder. Time for the social media clicks. Facebook, Nachum Segal Network. Instagram, Nachum Segal Network. And on Twitter, at Nachum Segal Net. I'm going to assume you've downloaded the NSN app. But if you haven't yet downloaded Google Play Store, App Store, type in Nachum Segal Network. It'll show up probably in between when you say Nachum or Segal, whatever it is. Go ahead and download it so you can get all of our content while on the run. Up next is the Wednesday live lunch with Avrami Finkelstein, literally in 30 seconds. So keep it right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. But for now, my name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the bite size is the right size. Oh, oh, oh.